Cloudflare rages at Verizon, why GDPR is like cobra farming, and key takeaways from this week's ISMG Healthcare Security Summit. These stories and more in this week's ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Nick Holland. There's been quite a spat going on this week between Cloudflare and Verizon for an internet outage. The culprit, Border Gateway Protocol, or BGP. At one point, 15% of Cloudflare's global traffic was affected during the outage, and Cloudflare blames Verizon. Here's Managing Editor Security and Technology, Jeremy Kirk, with a story. There tends to be a fair amount of irritation when the internet goes on the blink. That certainly was the case Tuesday during an incident Cloudflare describes as a small heart attack. Unsurprisingly, the problem revolved around Border Gateway Protocol, or BGP. That's the delicate protocol that stitches together thousands of autonomous systems that make up the internet. BGP is regarded as one of the most fragile but critical technologies underlying the internet. So what happened? An ISP in Pennsylvania, DQE Communications, made an erroneous BGP routing announcement. That announcement was picked up by one of DQE's customers, Allegheny Technologies, a metals manufacturing company. But then Verizon, which is one of the largest transit providers in the world, propagated the routes. It then became messy. As a result, the internet had widespread service outages that affected Cloudflare, Google, Amazon Web Services, and others. Cloudflare put the blame squarely on Verizon for not using methods to filter out erroneous announcements. It pulled no punches, saying there was no good reason for Verizon's failure other than sloppiness or laziness. There's been plenty of warning by experts over the shortcomings in BGP, which has its roots in the 1970s, but there are ways to mitigate the risks. One of those ways is tapping into the Internet Routing Registry, which maintains databases of prefixes that networks can refer to to avoid accepting wrong announcements by other providers. Also, there's resource public key infrastructure, which uses a system of digital certificates to verify that IP addresses belong to a network provider. That can be leveraged to verify that a provider is allowed to make related BGP announcements. While many networks use one or both of those, an internet-wide security upgrade of all networks remains an elusive goal. One consolation is that BGP mistakes usually don't go unnoticed for long, but be prepared for more small heart attacks along the way. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. Even though the EU's General Data Protection Regulation, or GDPR, went into full effect more than one year ago, it's not been as effective as it was expected to be, according to Tom Langford, founder of the consultancy TL2 Security. At InfoSec Europe, ISMG's executive editor, Data Breach Today in Europe, Matthew Schwartz, sat down with Tom and discussed, among other things, why GDPR is like cobra farming. Tom, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me again. Well, it's an auspicious occasion, not just because you're here, but also because we've just marked the one-year anniversary of GDPR. Yeah. Have things worked out the way that you thought they would have, given your experience as a CISO and having implemented a GDPR program? Yeah, yeah. So, so interestingly, I think it's, in my opinion, it's not as successful as I think everybody would was expecting in the sense that we put legislation in, we give plenty of notice, there's a big date that everybody works to, and then 
really everybody should know what's in place. And I think you know that's down to a couple of reasons. One is that um, you know regulations don't always work. You know, there's the, the, the story of the cobra effect about in, in India during the Raj when uh, one particular sector was littered with cobras, and so the British government put in a regulation that said we'll pay money for dead cobras. So the locals started to farm cobras, and when the government got you know, heard of this, they said, okay, we're not going to give money for cobras anymore. So the cobra farmers went, well, there's nothing else to do. So they let the cobras go and the problem became worse. So just an assumption that regulation is going to fix something is not always the case. And I think the second part, which is really important, is yes, it's a European directive, but it, it applies globally in reality. And we're not really taking into effect the different cultures that we have across Europe and across the world. You know, so privacy in the US versus privacy in India, very different things, for instance. I mean, you know, even studies have been done at various universities that, surprise, surprise, find massive cultural differences. The attitudes of companies that are just built in, they're, they're, I wouldn't say genetic, but they're so strongly cultural that we can't expect everything, everybody to comply everywhere or even understand why they should. Finally, in New York this week, we held the ISMG Healthcare Security Summit, where experts in the field got to mingle and discuss key topics in the industry. I sat down with Marianne Colbusuk-McGee, Executive Editor of Healthcare Info Security and the organiser of this year's conference, to discuss her observations on the show. What were the key takeaways this year and really how do they differ from the healthcare summit that you put together last year? Well, some themes are sort of um, continuing, you know, from year to year, you know, the difficulty in breach detection, problems with vendors, you know, the rising threats facing these organizations in the healthcare sector. But what I think was a little bit different this year was that there seems to be maybe more focus by some organizations that, you know, they they finally have learned what some of the problems are that they should be addressing and are actually taking steps to address them. For instance, more um, careful analysis and approach towards, for instance, working with your cloud vendors, getting things uh, in writing, what these vendors should be doing, more of an of awareness of you know, sometimes these things don't get done, so then then what? Um, also with the medical device vendors, in the previous summits, there was a, um, you could feel it in the room, this level of frustration by many CISOs in the healthcare community with their vendors in the medical device area. And that's still the case, but there seems to be more of an acknowledgement that these vendors also now realize that these legacy problems with outdated operating systems and you know other issues are things that need to be addressed one way or another. Were there any particular standout sessions that um, you could tell me about? Well, I, I think our keynote speaker from the FBI, Prashanth, McKella, who is a supervisory special agent uh, in the New York office at, at the FBI, set a pretty good um, stage for the event, sort of painting not only the picture of the cyber threat landscape that the healthcare sector is facing, but also in the wider perspective, you know, across all sectors uh, when it comes to nation state attacks, you know, intellectual property theft, ransomware attacks, uh, a big rise in business email compromises. 
And um, I, I think he did a good job in getting the attention of the attendees, you know, them seeing themselves in the audience firsthand, some of these attacks that they're also facing, but it also kind of helped put everything into perspective. Um, well, Marianne, thanks very much. It's always great to, to catch up with you after these events. And um, obviously, it's time to start planning for the next one, I guess. Yep. Thanks, Nick. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks for now. Goodbye. That's it for this week's ISMG Security Report. Theme music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Nick Holland. Catch you next time.